Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Mental Health Matters. This is Tom Duff, Executive Director of St. Louis Counseling. Check out stlouiscounseling.org. If you're interested in our services or if you're interested in sponsoring a podcast or, heck, just giving a donation to us, go to stlouiscounseling.org, or you can email Debbie Dugan, that's D-D-U-G-A-N, at C-C-S-T-L. And we have Giving Tuesday coming up on December 3rd. So by all means, look us up and, uh, you know, choose St. Louis Counseling and you will see that we are going for a total of $13,000, which would help us put a therapist inside a school one day a week during a school year, which makes huge impact, um, not only for the individual, but for the school success and academic success as well. So as always on Mental Health Matters, we try to have um, entertaining guests, guests that um, can somehow we can connect mental health into. So uh, today we're going to be talking about maybe a little weather anxiety and also maybe some body shaming, which is a crazy combination of things, right? But we have with us today, our very own St. Louis meteorologist, Tracy Henson. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be with you here today. Excellent. Excellent. I'm so glad you you said you'd come. So, you know, it was funny. A couple weeks ago, I was, well, it was the day of the snow. We had a lot of snow, right? And then My all of a sudden... My favorite weather phenomenon. Oh, your favorite. So you, you get, you got favorites, right? Oh, of course. So snow is your favorite? Yes, very favorite. Now, you're not from here originally, right? No, I'm from Sunnyvale, California. <laughs> That's where it's why sunny. you like snow. Sounds made up, I know. <laughs> but it's always sunny. It really is. Wow. And very nice wow. all year long. <laughs> now, how long have you been here then? I've been here since April. April. Mm-hmm. And before that, a couple I've other stops? I've lived two years in Portland, Oregon, two, which was very nice, but they didn't have enough weather. Okay. I thought maybe they'd have a little bit more weather than Sunnyvale, California. They mm-hmm. didn't. So I wanted to come back to where it's stormy and where we get a little taste of winter. And then where I really fell in love with winter is I spent two years in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, yeah. So you had plenty of snow to shovel. Yeah, just about 68 inches of annual snowfall. Wow. Wow. St. Louis so, average is about 20. So you'd rather live in that snowy stuff, I huh? love it. Uh, I love it. So, okay, let's, let's go back. What made you interested with being a meteorologist and when? I've always loved weather and I've always loved science. Probably more than anything, I love science. But in first grade, uh, Sunnyvale does, believe it or not, Sunnyvale doesn't have severe weather or tornadoes or anything like Sounds that. Sounds perfect. But there was a very rare anticyclonic tornado. So it turned the opposite direction it should have in the northern hemisphere. Uh-huh. So it was a very rare phenomena. It was very neat. And we had nuns from Kansas, so they knew it was far away. So they let us watch it for wow. a good part of time. And they weren't they weren't even worried about it, you know? And so watching this thing was amazing. It was uh-huh. a good, probably couple miles away. And that really got me interested. And then later on, you know, so I liked weather. Mom bought me weather books. In fourth mm-hmm. grade, we went to the Indianapolis Children's Museum, which if you've been, has yeah. these beautiful glass windows. And I saw my first thunderstorm there. Wow. And I thought that was incredible. And then in fifth grade, I decided I told my mom I'm going to be a meteorologist. And here we are. Wow. Mm-hmm. Talk about goal-driven. Right. right? <laughs> okay. So what? Do you, so when you go to college, right, what do you study to be a meteorologist? So like coursework. So I have a degree in meteorology and a degree in journalism mm-hmm. because I found in, sc- in college, I like doing both. I like reporting. I like the mix of everything, which is nice because I mm-hmm. get to do that here at KSDK. But in meteorology, it's a considerable amount of math. Mm-hmm. And which makes me nervous. Uh, <laughs> I do not love yeah, math. I'm in social work, so yeah, yeah I get you. <laughs> Physics, yeah. 
and uh, a good amount of physics. Thermodynamics was a particularly challenging class. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of coursework. Wow. Wow. And then, uh, so, to, and you went to, I think I saw, I was looking at your bio. San Jose right? State. San Jose State and mm -hmm. Missis and Mississippi State. Oh, I did right. my meteorology. I finished my meteorology program online. So mm -hmm. I did two years at San Jose State, four years of journalism at San Jose State. Then I got a job in television. Mm -hmm. And the plan was always, I actually started my meteorology, my third, so that would be my third year of meteorology when I was a senior at San Jose State. So mm -hmm. I was almost done, but I knew I needed to continue that on. Uh -huh. So I did both for a little while, and then here I wow. am now. So a lot of school, eight years in total of wow. undergraduate degrees. <laughs> mm, but it's paying off, right? Yeah, it's good. It's going great. So uh, the, okay, let me ask you a couple questions. Um, first, uh, the the stress of, because, you know, I relate everything back into our overall mental sure, health, right? Of and, course. And mental health, you know, the spiel, and if you guys are listening, you've heard it before, right? We all have mental health. We all have physical health. Uh, then our mental health, just like our physical health, goes up and down, right? So, and stress always plays a part of our overall mental health. But in the business of TV, right? And then trying to work your way through the ranks and looking, you know, towards, you know, whatever your goal is to be the lead or whatever but like talk a little bit about kind of that i mean because you have to move around a little bit right yes absolutely so it's it's just stressful not knowing really what your future is going to be and i think that's an overarching mess you know message in in the television business uh -huh. because we have contracts so i have a two-year contract at ksdk and i really love it and i love st louis but you know you don't really know what's going to happen after that two years they may mm -hmm. want to go in a different direction they may want to keep you so maybe you'll be here for four years or it, it's uh -huh. always variable so, you know, starting off, I had a part-time job in Selena Santa Cruz, Monterey, where I worked just two days and I wanted to work full-time there. Mm -hmm. They didn't have any openings. So I started applying to jobs and took that job in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which was uh -huh. far away. So, yeah. you know, it makes you really nervous. And it took me a long, so now I'm about six years into this business. And it took me, you know, not until I got to Portland, so probably four years in, to just be okay with not knowing what's next. Uh, so it's kind of like almost a conscious decision to say, it like, is. this is my field and this is what's going to happen. And this is what's going to happen. And it always works out. Mm -hmm. So so what's it like being the weather person that gets blamed for <laughs> um, the, the bad weather or or like you, the forecast was wrong. I'm so upset about that, right? I usually own that. So uh -huh. if if the forecast is wrong, I'll come on the next day and be like, you know what? I thought it was going to be 20 degrees uh -huh. warmer than it was, but look at these clouds and then I'll show the clouds that came in yeah. or I'll explain why I was wrong. And that's okay. You know, it's okay mm -hmm. to be wrong. Weather's not an exact science. And then, you know, they sometimes they say they're always wrong, but a good amount of times we're always right, uh -huh. you know? So I'll mm -hmm. own those days as well. And then you get to do reporting also, right? So yes. that's kind of be kind of, I mean, it's kind of nice, I imagine, a little bit of both. It's almost like working two part-time jobs that are completely different. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I don't get too tired of one or the other. I think a lot of people, by the time they, if say they work a regular, you know, Monday through Friday job, by Wednesday or Thursday, they might be very ready for their Friday. But mine's broken up, so it's, it's a little something different every uh -huh. day. So we had... Um, I had somebody come in to interview me one time for one of the stations. And so, like, you know, my image, there's some story going on, and they wanted, you know, to hear about the mental health side. So my image is like, you know, the reporter walks in, and then also um, the cameraman and all that. But then he was all by himself. He had all of his own equipment. Is, is that was that photojournalist? Is that what you call that? Um, or multimedia journalist. Multimedia. Do you, or a multi-skilled journalist. Yes. 
Okay, so you carry all your own equipment. I do, carry all my own gear. I edit my own packages. And sometimes we do get to work with a photographer. Mm -hmm. But, you know, either way, I I enjoy the camaraderie of working with a photographer. Sometimes it's a second. They might ask another question that you hadn't thought of, or they'll help keep you Mm -hmm. on track with different things, or they might have a different vision for the package, which really, the package, of course, being the story that airs on TV. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's nice. But then there's also a good sense of pride when you've done everything that uh-huh. goes on TV. Yeah. You know, so when I watch my packages, whether I'm in them or not, I could care less if I'm in them. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, just watching the package that I wrote and that I shot, that I filmed and mm-hmm. that I edited air on TV, that's just very much a sense of pride for me. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Which keeps you driven in that regard. Very, very. So weather anxiety. I don't think it's a technical term, but I watch Could people, be. right? Might you know, be. It should be written somewhere, but yes. but like that first snowfall we had this year. Mass hysteria. Like, <laughs> I know, you know, and it's like the whole um, milk and eggs and getting stuff, you know, it's real. And, um, you know, at times, and then like you see articles like, well, the, the news shouldn't be saying this is going to happen. It gets everyone riled up. But if you don't do that and something happens or the weather is as bad as what it should be has an impact right it it really does and people either way people get very upset but if we're being and most you know most news stations we really the weather teams are very honest i actually it's funny you brought up the bread and milk uh because i actually wrote in one of my articles about that particular system like don't run out and get bread and milk it's gonna be fine we're gonna warm up later Uh we're gonna make it through yeah because yeah, it's like, why do I need that much milk for maybe two days, right. you know, if, if you don't want to get your snow boots on Now, if it, snow is a reason to treat yourself to maybe something that you wouldn't normally uh-huh. buy at the grocery store, sure. That's what it should be. Like, go get me some ice cream, yeah. some candy corn, Fruit Loop. Okay, now I'm going to yeah. keep going. I shouldn't I should oh, stop. Yeah. Whatever, you know, yeah. whatever strikes your fancy, then maybe do that instead of the mass panic. Yeah, yeah, because it is, uh, you know, and, and so I grew up... Uh, in Illinois, closer to Chicago, so the snow was, I think, a lot more than sure. what it is here. And so at times, like this last one, people are like, are we going to close the offices? We're going to close the... I'm like, oh, why we got to close the office, man? There's hardly any... It's not, it wasn't even snowing hardly at all at that point. Right. But it's just that level of anxiety that is Makes interesting. people nervous. And, you know, there were a good amount... So I was with a photographer that Monday, and I was out on the roads, and there were still, you know, there were a good amount of people who had some car issues. You know, they were mm-hmm. off in the ditch, and that's always scary. So I think a lot of times, you know, people... There are reasons to be nervous about the weather. Yeah. But. Yeah, past experiences, what could happen. <laughs> sure, what could, what they see, you uh-huh. know, if they're driving somewhere. So Yeah, because even, and sometimes I even feel like people are more open about that anxiety than the regular anxiety they may be experiencing. It's oh, of course. funny, you know, because it's like on everyday stuff, you're not showing how anxious you are. It's yeah. like, you know, I might know someone is, but then when the forecast comes and it's just like heightened, you know. Yeah, people are more open to being vulnerable, I think. And two, weather is, it's usually an icebreaker. You know, they, they always joke around like, how's the weather? That is true. You know, it's a common ground item. So, you know, I think people are more open to being more vulnerable Uh that the, the maybe driving an ice scares them or they're scared of tornadoes. I think Uh that's more open than other mental health conversations. Well, you know, and it's, uh, is that like a joke you guys have within the um, community about how's the weather or anything in the meteorologist community? No. No. No, because it, when we all get together, that's what we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. this really is what we talk about. We'll talk about big storms we've covered or, ooh, wasn't that day interesting? Uh-huh. 
So do you have the goal of being like one of those, you see the reporters out in hurricanes and everything flying around them? Would that would be something that would be interesting? Oh, of course. I'd love to cover something like that. Now, hurricanes, well, I definitely want to experience one at some point in my life as a reporter. I also hate hot weather. Oh. And those are always very hot. <laughs> <laughs> so I, a nor'easter, that would be very That'd exciting. That'd be the one. Yeah, something that... like Hurricane Sandy that hit with a good amount of snow. Uh-huh. That, that excites me. But of course, I don't want to cover a hurricane as well. Yeah. Um, but a bigger, I think, part too, and I, I kind of realized this later, when I was first getting into the career, it was so important to me to make it to what I viewed as the big time. You know, uh-huh. you know make jumping up market sizes and getting... You know, I wanted to be in New York. And now that I'm a little older, I'm 28, and I'm thinking about what I actually like. Well, I like a city that has a big enough airport that I can get home, uh-huh. but, you know, it's closer. So you're, you're, it shifts, and your vision changes, and that's okay. You know, so instead of, I, I want to get to New York, you know, now I just want to be, I want to be somewhere where I'm happy. Yeah. So yeah. that's, and that, you know, it changed. It was a total shift in thinking like, oh, am I not following my dreams or am I still following my dreams? But I think dreams change and yeah. it kind of, you know, goes into all of that. So now my goal is just to continue being happy. So mm-hmm. find somewhere where you're happy, find a job you really like, just keep on going. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great mindset. And it, like you said, it, it changes throughout time, but to be conscious of that is so important because you're able to then create happiness, right. you know, because you're doing what you want to do, um, which is, you know, maybe St. Louis is the right place. we got right. all these cool things happening here now. St. Louis is a wonderful, it's a wonderful community here. And I'm amazed by all the free things that there are for children and youth in the St. Louis area. And I find that wonderful. Uh-huh. You know, the Science Center, the zoo, uh, mm-hmm. even what is it? Um... The gardens that Bush runs. It's fifteen dollars oh, uh, per, Grant per Park. car if you park. Yeah, yeah. Grant's yeah. Farm. Grant's I, Farm. Yeah. There's just so many opportunities for people here, and I, I really appreciate that, yeah. which is unique. At least in a bunch of other big cities I've been in, I've well, not yeah. noticed all the free things that there are for people. So. And that's what's neat to hear too is kind of your you know your perspective. You've been in some of these other cities around the United States, so being able to say like you know what St. Louis has a lot to offer because we have a lot of issues we have to address as well too but then there's this other side oh sure there's a there's a great side and you know when i tell people from home you know i'm from california you would think that i was living that choosing to come to st louis was like coming to a war zone they're like isn't it unsafe and aren't you going to worry about your cars and i'm like well that's you know just one that's some of the issues st louis may have uh-huh. but there's it's a wonderful town. It's really a wonderful place to be. I think we have any, okay, some people may joke about this, but I think we have really nice infrastructure as far as roads go. I think our roads are really nice. I think our parks are very nice. I've had good experience with our local police officers and, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel fairly safe here in St. Louis. Yeah. And I love, you know, the parks and all the free things that we have to offer. Yeah. And I really think you can get anywhere in 30 minutes. It just it's feels true. like you can get back and forth from one side to the other and, and anywhere else, 30 minutes, Yeah, you know, which is nice. A lot to offer and not too much traffic either. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The people complain about traffic have never seen like another larger city traffic oh yeah and the nightmares yeah it's still you know it takes me 30 minutes to get home with no traffic 45 with it Uh and that's nothing to me (laughs) 
you know, I'm used to, so when I was living in California, going to San Jose State, I lived at home, uh -huh. which is a pro tip for anyone who's in college, live at home, yeah. save the money. I don't have a student loan debt, uh -huh. but uh, driving to driving into school would take me about 20 minutes with no traffic or an hour and a half with oh, it. Wow. <laughs> it was miserable. Yeah. Put that in perspective. That's yes. dedication there, right? Yeah. To go to school. Mm. So... Let's let's switch gears a little bit, right? Um, you kind of went viral. I did. Um, Surprise! Pretty amazing. Just much to my surprise. Right, and it all kind of started with um, a viewer, I guess, sending a tweet. Was it a tweet? It or was an email. An email. And she wrote about how my belly always hangs over my dresses, and it makes them shorter, and that I need to wear a girdle, and it's not the first time she's noticed this. And you know, we get viewer emails all the time. This uh -huh. one I thought was particularly. Uh, tersely worded yeah so i responded Maybe wrong yeah. perhaps yeah. wrong mm -hmm. in my opinion yeah. wrong but you know mm -hmm. whatever whatever they see on tv that's fine fine mm -hmm. with me they um so anyways i responded almost right away on twitter and facebook i ran out i was uh, eating pasta actually uh -huh. when i was going through <laughs> the viewer emails and i ran out to the newsroom i had one of our f producers take a picture of me with the pasta that I really enjoy eating uh -huh. and still, and I would say even in that dish, that was a respectful portion of pasta. Well, it was not a gluttonous <laughs> portion of pasta either. Uh, but still, nonetheless, Mary who uh -huh. wrote that email. So I posted just a response back about how, you know, I like pasta, bread and cheese. Uh -huh. I'm comfortable with my body. Uh -huh. Let's not fat shame people. Exactly. Basically is what I wrote back to her. And I only wrote that as a response, hoping that other viewers in any television market, because we all get them, mm -hmm. don't write in comments like that. So it doesn't, bo those don't bother me as much as it bothers other people. Mm -hmm. Some of my, you know, colleagues who've been, who've gotten comments like that and we all get them. Mm -hmm. It really bothers them, mm -hmm. and it, it's something they take home or worry about for you know even a week. They'll still be talking about yeah. that one viewer email, and they're to me they're not that big of a deal. So I only wrote that hoping people would stop yeah. writing in to their yeah. local news station. Well, and and what it did, you know, I think was to give courage to others too yeah. to be able to speak out, right? To be able to feel okay about themselves. Right. So so yeah, I mean. Do you think it happens to more females than men? And and I know it does. Yeah. Um, my fiance is also a meteorologist. He mm -hmm. works in Kansas City, and he almost never gets comments the way I do. And some news stations actually filter. They'll go through all the comments, uh -huh. and a lot of times it's they're only from women and not from men. Um, mm -hmm. For women, not for the men who I work with. So, and the younger women I think tend to get more comments than others. So. Mm -hmm. Well, and it's just, it's a, another way of our society is with gender inequalities sure. and all that. Um, what do you, so what gave, I guess you kind of defined it already, but what kind of gave you the courage, you know, to like, go ahead and just say, you know what? And maybe that's who you are as a person too, but to say like, you know what? That's not okay. This one's not okay. And I'm going to say something. Hmm. You know, I've. I've always been, I think, confident, and mm -hmm. maybe it's the horseback riding background. 
you know, because we handle a thousand pound animal uh-huh. on a regular basis. So that might be it. But I also, at the end of the day, I really love eating and that's not going to change. Yeah. I love food. I love going out to dinner. I love the social aspect that food brings. I love the cultural aspect. You could try uh-huh. all different kinds of things and that's not going to change. So maybe I will not be like for my sister, for example, she loves being fit. Great. Uh-huh. I'm so glad she does. You know, yeah. she gets up at 4.30 in the morning and she works out and she eats like quinoa for lunch. And <laughs> that's just not me. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I try to I keep an active lifestyle and I try to keep my portion. So I'm proud of what I'm doing for myself. And uh-huh. that's this is me. <laughs> and and the, I think the message is it's okay to be comfortable with who we are yeah. and and to be okay with who we are, right? Yeah. I mean, I hope people are, you yeah. know, it breaks my heart that some people, you know, have a really bad self-image of themselves. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it feels so much better to be confident and, you mm-hmm. know, other people breaking other people down doesn't help anything. Exactly. So. Exactly. And I think that's the other, the other message. And, you know, we even think about the mental health aspect, you know, even for you guys to have people just saying negative things at All you. All the time. It's like, it's like, you know, it's, it's stress. It's toxic stress at times, right? Where it's just like pelting you with stuff. And so to be able to take the ownership of it and to take the control of the situation is very empowering. And it so really is. It's a great example. And that's exact. And empowering is exactly how I felt after. And all the responses I got from everyone just made me feel more empowered. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get, you know, from one mean comment, I really didn't get a single other of the thousands on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram of the thousands of other comments. Everybody was cheering me on, really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, or being like, oh, now I feel empowered. Exactly. So I think for every, you know, bad apple in the bunch we'll say like Uh mary who wrote that email there's a lot more good out there too yes and that's so important to remember yeah yeah that's a great message um you know the other thing i'm curious about is you have this uh website miss mac and cheese (laughs) oh i love mac and cheese (laughs) i love mac and cheese more than anything Uh (laughs) it is it is one of those things that, and I wouldn't even, it's not, I don't consider it a guilty pleasure because it's just one of my favorite things, you know? Uh-huh. And if I am going out to eat, for example, and the restaurant is known for a particular dish, we'll say it's a steak dish. Uh-huh. And I'm going with the mission to have that steak. And then the waiter says, oh, well, on special today, we have a mac and cheese. Well, I have to order the mac yeah. and cheese. <laughs> it could I be have the to. best steak ever it but could yeah. be yeah. but i'm trying the mac and cheese oh that's awesome awesome yeah. and so you kind of rate some mac and cheeses some I, of the best ones i you've been do to? i do mm-hmm. and i and i if you look on my blog too uh-huh. i don't have like a system that's like bad better worse it's just mackie because i think all mac and cheese is good uh-huh. whether it's you know kind of you know i've had better per uh-huh. se all the way up to Macalicious. Oh, so, Macalicious. Macalicious. That's good stuff. And Mactastic. That's so. the pinnacle right there. Yes, it is. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, we have been here in Mental Health Matters with Tracy Henson, meteorologist, KSDK, and empowerment coach. Um, that's what I'm going to call you. <laughs> I love um, it. Yeah. So, I mean, um, you know, um, love that you did that. Lo- first of all, love that you came on and talked a little bit about who you are um, and meteorology and helped me talk about my weather anxiety as well. <laughs> um, my theory on Which that. Is totally normal, especially with brides, too. So if anyone out there is uh, getting married, feel free to message us. Yeah. We are happy to help. 
with Beautiful. wedding wedding forecast. Beautiful. Or if you just want to feel better about yourself, right. message her. She <laughs> will pick me. you up and she will help you feel good Be about happy to. who you are. So Tracy, thank you so much for being with us today. And um, this has been Tom Duff with Mental Health Matters. And tune in next time and we'll have another entertaining guest. And who knows, maybe Tracy will come back after she experiences some more weather um, <laughs> events. Yes, so, awesome. I would love to. All right. Thank you, Tracy. Yes, thank you. All right. See y'all. Bye-bye. This has been Mental Health Matters with Tom Duff of St. Louis Counseling Services. Check out stlouiscounseling.org for more information.